Welcome, Lucia, to Moving Mountains. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. You happen to be a physiotherapist, and you've been inspired through working with children to start writing children's books. For those who don't know, what does a physiotherapist do? Uh, usually, physical therapists, they treat uh, people who have motor uh, skills problems. For example, uh, we do rehabilitation, and also we treat people who has also uh, disabilities, mental disabilities, because we stimulate them through some props, and then they can recover uh, not only uh, in a motor way, but also in a mental way. What inspired you to become a physiotherapist? Actually, I had a friend. She had a syndrome, which is called Guillain-Barré, and it caused her to have neurological problems, and she could not walk anymore. It was uh, very uh, something that happened to her, and she could not use like some like tools like she usually do, and. After that, she did the rehabilitation program, and she improved a lot. So after seeing it, like I was very inspired by her treatment, and I decided to become a physical therapist. That is a wonderful, inspiring story, because typically when we come across people and events in our life, it allows us to think, how we could help and make the world a better place. In your books, in the Zoe the Crab series, you touch upon the concept of children and childhood. Your childhood goes all the way back to Brazil. How was it growing up in Brazil? Yes, growing up in Brazil taught me how to combine hard work, overcoming challenges with fun and positive interactions with family and friends. So we usually enjoyed being outside, spending time at the beach, and interacting with people from different places. Likewise, living in countries uh, like Bahrain and Spain, for example, made me see that other people are also festive and warm. And Sasha, you know, because of these experiences, when I write, I try to show up positive tone. Give inter- for example, give, uh, by giving international names to my characters and bringing up diversity by showing, for example, different cultures and customs. So I don't know uh, if I told you or if you read about it, but Zoe loves dancing and knowing different animals. I noticed you love the water and the beach. And out of all of the animals, you decided to pick a crab. What was the reason behind choosing a crab when you could have, let's say, picked an octopus or a whale or a fish? Uh, yeah, this, this is a good question. So, first of all, I love watching the way crabs walk. They walk sideways, raise their both claws as if they were on a weightlifting competition. And they stretch their eyes to the side to try to see where they are going. So also, they have some behavior that other animals don't have. For example, when they are in a bucket and one of them tries to get out, the other crab 
pull him down, not allowing him to leave. This is known as Krebs mentality in psychology. And the second, um, I chose Krebs because there are many famous characters, characters who are cats, dogs, fish, and even sponges. But the crabs are usually forgotten. And what inspired you to name the crab Zoe? Is it after a person you know? No, actually, it's because I want a simple name, and Zoe sounds like very easy to to say, like Zoe. So it's just like with a random choice. It's a very cute name. Now, Zoe is treated like a person in this story. What were some values that you gave Zoe that other children could learn from and understand? Zoe, Zoe, for example, she's very like me. She has a good sense of humor and is festive. She has some fears, but resolves to face difficulties as they come. And sometimes she challenges they start to score to have the world a better. For example, when uh, in the book Mystery Island, Zoe arrives on an island where the animals are held captive and mistreated. So Zoe right away decides not to accept the situation and takes charge to find a solution to free the animals. From your experiences working with children in your profession, are there any cases, real-life cases, that have inspired you to yes. take those yes. stories and Susan and, and Zoe, the character? Yes. Uh, I, I had many patients when I was uh, working in different countries. For example, in Dubai, I had the chance to work in a school for kids with special needs. And uh, uh, it was a fantastic experience because the kids taught me a lot about them and also about myself. And every time I thought I could not do something, I observed them and I, I thought to myself, I will do it. And that's it. They helped me a lot. In those circumstances, what are a few things that the parents and the caretakers do that help these children become mentally and emotionally strong? I believe that they should not remove the challenges from the kids. They should let the kids just um, like do the things they want to do, not to for example, um, just say no, because they should overcome their challenges. So the most important thing, on my, on my, in my opinion, is that they should let the kids experiment. Another interview of yours, you touch upon challenges, that challenges are a very positive part of life. And for people who care so much about their children, they don't want them to get hurt or to be ridiculed by society because it could be of a visual handicap or not. For those parents that are afraid of letting their children out and take those risks, what would your advice be? I believe that... uh, the parents should not be afraid 
about letting kids go and experiment, experimenting new things. And also always talk to them about their difficulties. Always give them attention and listen. Also listen to, the, to their questions because this is life experience. If they don't, like, they don't see the challenges and they don't, like, overcome their problems, they will never have, like, life experience, for example. Lucy, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You also happen to write on blogs, magazines, and books. Out of all of those experiences, which one takes the longest for you to plan and write? The longest are the books because I really need to start creating the main character and develop all aspects of his, her personality. For example, uh, I define a problem to be solved solved without knowing yet what the plot is going to be. For example, uh, Zoe wants to walk forward and keeps trying it, and of course, her brothers make fun of her. Then, after some time, she realized that other animals are able to walk forward, but they move in a different way, like the rabbit and jump, the, that jump and the snake that slipper. So to, to put everything together, it takes a while. Like maybe, um, I don't know, maybe it takes like one month. By, uh, but it's not, when I start writing, it, it's very quick. What is one quality about Zoe that makes her very lovable? Zoe is, it, she's funny. <laughs> She's basically, she has a very good sense of humor, and she's very open-minded. She starts observing other animals, and she wants to talk to all of them, although they are not from the same species like that as her. For example, she meets a snake, and everybody is afraid of this name. And she goes and gives an opportunity to, to start a conversation with this snake. And it's funny, Patrick, because uh, when she asks the, the, to the snake, what's your name? The snake says, I don't have a name, but you can call me snake, snake because everybody yeah. sees me and it screams, snake! <laughs> so, and then... She gave the snake a chance to show that she was lovely. She was a sweet snake. So in this case, uh, it's a it's a diversity. She just wants to make friends independently the way they look like. Well, it's very clear through the stories that you have. Uh, at the moment, there are two of the Zoe the Crab series, and there will be a third one coming out. And I'm sure even in the third one, without telling us, there will be a very important lesson for children and adults to learn. So I believe that Zoe continues growing in these stories. Yes. The next one, as you know, Zoe is a trilogy. And uh, the, ne the next book, the number three, 
uh, will be even more related to diversity and also the fact that everybody is different and that is good. That is okay because uh, if we are all the same, if we look like everybody, it would be a boring world. So the third book is coming and it's going to be focused in these two points, diversity and uh, friendship. Diversity is a beautiful theme because in the world that we live in, this goes beyond the eye. We all come from different lifestyles and we have, all, we have different strengths, different weaknesses, and it's very important for children to learn that people should be celebrated for who they are, and we don't have to look a certain way, we don't have to be a certain way in order to be accepted. During your career path, whether it was working as a physiotherapist or in your writing, do you have any mentors that inspire you in your life? My mentors were basically the authors that I've been reading their books, for example, I have an author that is Paulo Coelho, which is a Brazilian author, and he wrote The Alchemist. So, yes. uh, it, yeah, it was a book that inspired me a lot. And also the, the like, podcasts and also the speeches that I've been listening to, for example, TED Talks. I've yes. been listening to many conversations there that were very important in, my, in the process of data writing. Because TED Talks is a global entity, do you ever imagine that you will be giving a talk and the rest of us will be watching you? Data, it would be a dream coming true. I really love giving speeches. I've been giving speeches. Uh, as a consultant for a physical therapist method. I had the chance to go in many different countries, and I feel very comfortable when I am on the stage. So my dream would really be on TED Talk. That's wonderful to hear. Because you also travel and have lived in different places, you could be nominated from all, all of these places, and you never know. It would be wonderful to know that you are on TED Talks and we're listening to you. And it would be, oh my God, I, I cannot even imagine this. <laughs> I would say just put it out in the universe and it will happen. Happen to be a speaker, but one thing that the audience also needs to know is that you are also a beautiful artist. Do you Thank create you. all of the artwork in the book series? Yes, yes. I, I, I say I conceive the characters. And I am an illustrator as well. So what I do is I start painting usually, and, and then I start imagining uh, about their personalities. For example, Zoe, um, I was painting. I was giving online painting classes for kids. And then I, it came up like I just conceived Zoe and I decided to put a bow on her head. So she was so cute. And I said, I think she will be a good character. And then she just uh, like was born. I admire your artwork because you also have a site on Redbubble that 
is available for people to entertain different pictures of Zoe, or it looks like Zoe the crab itself. For example, I I had a red bob, yeah. And also, what I'm doing is I'm creating a, a coloring book to be available on my website for the kids who want to download it for free. And it's cute because the coloring book has many characters, like there are on both books. And they have like some backgrounds as well that are going to make the kids enjoy even more. You touch upon characters. Do you decide in advance how many characters we will have in one story? Because if the children are reading, we don't want to confuse them with too many people. So how do you decide the right number of characters you have in one book? Yes, uh, basically the first book I had few characters. They were Zoe, her mom, her two brothers, and then she meets uh, two friends. But the third book, no, the second book, I'm sorry, has more characters. What I do is I write chapter books. So sometimes I describe in one chapter what is happening with two or three characters. And in the next chapter, I show what's going on with the other characters in another location. So it doesn't make me myself confused and nor the kids. And it's a, it's a difficult process sometimes because you have to be very attentive to, like, to give life to these characters and make them have their own voice because they all need to look different than each other, not only like their images, but also their characters, their personalities. That makes sense. On your website, you also have a blog, and one of your articles is very relevant for the Times. Your advice for parents and caretakers that they should continue reading the children books, and the, and the children should be reading their books as well. Yes, the caretakers or the parents, they should stimulate kids' reading and also writing. Uh, they have so many creativity, so it's so important that they read for kids, like before sleeping, like storytelling something amazing, and it will inspire them also to create their own heroes. So I really I think it's, it's very good that the parents are very close to the children, their children, and do it. Aside from reading, uh, is there any other positive that will come out of the quarantine with the children being at home? Because of now there's a lot of remote learning. Has your work changed in how you're working with children at the moment? I believe that um, online course, online classes are very important for the kids. Uh, for example, painting classes, wonderful because uh, they are at home, they don't need to go out, of course, because of this period. And like, for example, engaging them with painting, music, and his stories. This is 
the best uh, possibility now that the kids can have, like painting, uh, stories, and also music. This is very engaging for the kids. And it's the appropriate balance of sensory engagement that encourages more creativity. What are, other than the third book that you are still working on, are there any other projects that are coming out? Yes. For, for example, uh, Zoe's uh, last book will be published in, in November. And after that, I will publish a book about people with disabilities and the challenges. It will also include the focus on adults, right? Yes. It will be a book for older children and teenagers and adults. And it, it will be about true stories that I experienced and learning for many, many years in many different countries, of course. Lucia, I appreciate that you're entertaining and educating audiences at the same time because it is a very strong, positive message that you're sharing about uh, childcare development, learning, and also how we adults should function in society. Would you be kind in sharing with audiences how they can reach you directly in your website? Yes, uh, they can uh, subscribe to my website, which is www.luciamatuontoauthor.com, and they subscribe and they get a giveaway, and they can write me, and I'll be very glad to hear from them. Also, I will be updating new books and new courses because I'm also be, I will be launching an online course for kids. And also, I have my Instagram, uh, that is Lucia Matuanto Author. And also, I have a web, uh, a Facebook page for Zoe Becrest. And I really, really appreciate if they want to write me. Everyone also remember that Lucia shared that for those seeking some coloring time, there will be a coloring book that could be downloaded complimentary on her website. And also check out her artwork. There is a lot of beautiful colors. Again, Lucia, thank you for joining us on Moving Mountains today. Thank you very much, Sasha, for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us.